Speed Cafe Newscast. Your host, Mark Fogarty. Coming up, exclusive Ford's future in supercars. Simona's back, her Bathurst comeback hope. Mac Attack, Scotty's view of supercars. All this and more, straight ahead on Speed Cafe Newscast. Hi there, race fans. I'm Mark Fogarty, and here's what's happening. The 500 roared back, and so did Sandown. An eventful enduro with an exciting finish and a big crowd basking in spring sunshine. Brock Feeney and Jamie Wincup held off Brady Kostecki and David Russell after a late safety car scramble, with Shane Van Gisbergen and Richie Stanaway storming through the field to get on the podium. In the title battle, Kostecki still leads. He's 155 points ahead of SVG, with Feeney a further 29 back. So, with three rounds to go, Bathurst, Gold Coast and Adelaide, there's still plenty to play for. Suggestions that Van Gisbergen has lost interest ahead of his move to NASCAR next year were, well, I would have thought, firmly debunked by his late race climb onto the podium. The weekend showcast Sandown Raceway, reminding us all just how much we'll miss the grand old lady of suburban circuits when it's gone in a few years. Perhaps the success of the revived Sandown 500 will win the track another stay of execution. We can only hope. Of course, there was plenty of controversy and speculation behind the scenes at Sandown. None more so than heavy chat that Ford was fed up and ready to quit unhappy that the Mustang is being caned in races by the Chevy Camaro. Some alarmists in the supercar paddock were suggesting the Blue Oval would not only withdraw its support at the end of this season, but also rescind its IP approval of the Gen 3 Mustang. Well, that would be a crisis, but happily, we can reveal that Ford is committed to supercars at least in the near-term future. Ford Australia big boss Andrew Berkey confirmed that exclusively to Speed Cafe, even as he watched another Camaro crushing at Sandown. Look, we'd love to be in a stronger position on the track, and but first and foremost, we're backing our teams. We think we've got some really talented drivers, some great teams. You know, got wonderful sponsors, long-term relationships. So we back them. Where you know they know what they're doing. So um, you know, we're committed to racing. We are committed to racing in 24. It's so that def definitely committed in 24. We are committed. The level of frustration I mentioned, though, Mark Rushbrook. The head of full performance has mentioned it since round yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. And, well, to be fair, at the Sandown 500, maybe some small improvement, but there's not parity, is there? Well, we, we, we don't believe there's technical parity. I'm, uh, I'm, as you know, I'm not the engineer, so I'll leave that up up to them. Um, look, we're, yeah, I mean, the frustration continues, and Mark's been quoted as saying that, so nothing's changed from that perspective. We've seen 
we've seen a peppering of uh, some, some better results, but certainly a long way away uh, from where we feel we need it to be. You made it clear that Ford is going to continue in 2024, at least, but it is true to say that you are pulling back some of your support in terms of um, advertising during the broadcast and also the uh, safety and rescue vehicles won't be Ford's next year, will they? Yeah, certainly we've made, a, we've made a decision to do that and we stand by that and we're comfortable with that. We're always looking at our investments and where we spend our very precious marketing dollars and that's just a decision we've made. Yeah. And of course this all comes back to you guys just want equal opportunity to win races, not necessarily win them all, but it's particularly important to the Mustang brand, isn't it? Oh, well, the, 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 the series, is the, the premise is technical parity, right? Um, for us, you know, when we go racing, there's a formula and the key component of that formula is you want to win. We, we, we want a chance of winning, right? We want a really good chance of winning. Um, and, and that's what the teams want. Uh, that's what the drivers want. Um, and we'll continue to, you know, that, that has to be one of our, that has to be part of the compass, a very strong part of it, um, in, in which categories that we participate in. Well, there's talk of maybe some adjustments, some more adjustments heading for the Bathurst 1000. So I suggest that's probably going to be a crucial time, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, let's get through today. Um, and then uh, we'll certainly continue our dialogue with supercars, as well as DJR, our homologation team, done a super job. So um, we'll see how that how that plays out with the uh, with the technical team. But uh, we will keep, you know, we want to keep racing and we want to keep getting better, and that's what we'll continue to do, both us and the teams. Understandably, Ford teams are up in arms and demanding that supercars do something before next month's Bathurst 1000. Now, we're hearing some relief is on the way with a front aero tweak and some lighter bodywork coming for Mount Panorama. And according to Ford homologation team DJR chief David Noble, urgent action is required to give the Mustangs a shot at victory at Bathurst. No, it's too far. There's no doubt it's too far. So... Yeah, we've, we've got to continue those conversations. I think going forward early this week, you know, in the preparation for Bathurst, going into the second Enduro, I mean, it is the, the precursor, so we'll learn some things about it, but it's a, it's a longer race, it's, you know, it's a more strenuous race, and yeah, we, we want to be able to get closer to the front to compete and win that, that race. So yeah, we've got to continue those conversations this week between all Fords and supercars. Well, something's got to happen because yeah. at the moment you've got to say it's it's a concern going to Bathurst, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, no doubt the, the gap's too far. At, um, yeah, so look, there'll, there'll be some, I guess, some data that we've got to pull together. We've got to go with an understanding of the direction that it needs to take and we'll continue to push those conversations. Mm. There's been some talk of some adjustments mm. heading to Mount Panorama, um, some aero, I understand, front aero mm. adjustment, and also some uh, lighter body panels and lighter doors is, is that what you're expecting yeah we i guess we're open to all options you know we can't be dismissive of anything that might help us you know in that in that battle and um but yeah those things are certainly on the table as far as we know it's been a couple of teams a couple of the ford teams have been working really hard behind the scenes and tickford have been you know really working hard to to get a few things in place um but yeah they're I think they're part of the overall solution. I don't think there's any one magic 
element or one magic bullet um, and we've got a couple a number of things together to get ourselves way more competitive. Obviously the Ford teams are frustrated mm. but Ford themselves we know clearly are frustrated. Mm. A bit of good news though I spoke with Andrew Burkick. Ford Australia is committed at least next year. Yeah, yeah we, look we've had outstanding support from Andrew and his team behind the scenes so you know I'm in pretty constant dialogue with Andrew about where things are positioned, uh, their support, their well, their interest in the sport you know overall um, you know they've got a big global commitment to motorsport of which we're part of that and um, yeah they've been fantastic for us as the homologation team to work with and also I think their support for the 14s up and down pit lane. Yeah. But that <laughs> That must make it easier to sleep at night knowing that, yeah. that, you know, well, he said at least next year, 2024, they're back. Yeah, and look, as a as a group of Ford teams and as a competition, we've mm -hmm. got to make sure that we show Ford that, you know, we're serious about wanting them in the competition. You know, we've got to deliver wins, ultimately. You know, it's a, the elite sport where wins matter, and I'm sure they're the same. Um, and so that's important. Yeah, we... You know, the, the comp and us as teams need to put our best foots forward to make sure that Ford stay in the sport. The first Ford home in the Sandown 500 was the Penrite Racing Mustang of Matt Payne and import Kevin Estray, finishing fifth. Porsche sports car gun Estray starred as a rookie supercars co-driver, keeping the ever-improving Payne in the game. Yeah, I mean... Uh... Not gonna lie, I was a little bit nervous at the start of the race with Kevin Starling, but I, I had full faith in him. I knew he was gonna do a good job and um, he did everything we could have asked for and more probably in the first two stints. He was um, he was incredible. Like the way he managed the tires for the for the first two stints, even even in that second stint was a little bit better. He um, he did a fantastic job. Like he's he is a world class driver and he, I think he showed today just being able to jump into a Gen 3 supercar and be right on the pace and manage the tyre, which is the sort of base of our sport. Um, but yeah, it was, was, a, was a pretty good day for, for myself. Like I think I lost a little bit of time in, in my first stint. Uh, we just didn't seem to be able to turn the tyres on quite as nice as I'd like, but we came back a lot stronger in that, in that second stint. And, it was a little bit of a shame about the safety car. I think we would have been able to close up to Heimgartner and, and potentially challenge him for a top five, which would have been nice, but it's not the way it goes sometimes. Now we've got to wait and see what fixes come for the for the Fords, but otherwise heading to Bathurst, your growing confidence and Kevin's performance when we're now going to Mount Panorama, which is actually a track he knows, you've got to be a bit confident. Well, I mean, I think clearly after his performance today, he's uh, he's definitely got what it takes to be a co-driver and probably probably some more. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I can't wait for Bathurst. I think we've, um, well, obviously coming off the, the back of two really strong rounds for, for us is uh, really helpful as well. It's We're building our confidence pretty nicely. So um, yeah, I think... Um, I think we're, we'll, we'll have a good good Bathurst, good clean run. We just need to have a fast car, make no mistakes, and um, there's no reason why we can't be up there at the front again, so yeah. But by the look of things here this weekend at Sandown, the Mustang's not in the race to win at the moment, is it? 
Um, oh, I think by the, the top 10 shootout, it's pretty clear, you know, we, all of the Fords were, were there within a tenth, sort of, sort of high, like Cam Waters was there and I was sort of a tenth behind and then you had Brown and, and um, Feeney and Kostecki probably able to go a few tenths, tenths faster, which probably shows the, the reality of the situation of, of where we kind of at. So I don't think there's any need to, to sort of point names or anything like that, but um, we're just we're just trying to do the best job we can with, with our cars and I think today we, we executed pretty well. We we didn't make many mistakes and we um we used we used what we had so um I'm pretty pretty happy to be to come home first fourth. The upshot of the Sandown five hundred is that supercars has to act to bridge the parity gap before Bathurst. More after this short break. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuels. And with the new Bowsers at Queensland Raceway, it's never been easier to source your racing fuel trackside. Elf Race 102 is imported racing fuel direct from Europe. Offering power and protection, the Elf Race 102 is a popular fuel with racers seeking gains over pump fuel. Improve your lap times with Elf Race 102 www.racefuels.com.au All your fuel at the racetrack. You're listening to the Speed Cafe Newscast. A welcome visitor to the Sandown 500 with Simona Di Silvestro ahead of her wildcard return at Bathurst alongside DJR future star Kai Allen. Simona was wearing shell yellow kit that strongly suggests DJR's third entry will recall one of the team's iconic 1990s liveries. The number 98 Shell V-Power Racing Mustangs racing colours will be revealed on Friday. Di Silvestro is returning to supercars after four years away, getting a proper chance at last with the top team. She's popular and she's accomplished, although She's still recovering from an emergency appendectomy that foreshortened her Bathurst preparation. But Simone declares she'll be fully fit for a two-day pre-Bathurst test at the end of this month. Yeah, we'll be ready. You know, definitely that wasn't really planned for, but, uh, you know, these things kind of just show up out of the blue. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's um, been an interesting preparation, let's say, for the race. But, uh, you know, the team did everything... Uh, they could to move things around and uh, we'll, be, we'll be ready for the race, you know, we'll go testing. So from that point of view, not too worried about it. So you're probably a, a week or so away from full fitness. So is that about the timing of your first test ahead of Bathurst? Yeah, we'll be testing uh, pretty much the week before Bathurst. So uh, uh, one day was planned anyway, so now we get two to do there. So it, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. You know, I'm excited to, to get back in the car and actually I think from as a driver point of view, it's not too bad to be in the car the week before and then going straight into the race weekend. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. As you say, it's exciting that you've come back and with Shell V-Power racing particularly. So, well, not to disparage who you were with before, but, you know, you're getting a shot this time with a top team in a top car. 
Yeah, it's quite exciting. You know, I think uh, as a comeback, you know, I think I couldn't have dreamt, uh, you know, better to do it this way. And uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting, you know, especially being with this team. You know, they've uh, they've been amazing. They've been amazing in the past. So uh, for me to get my comeback like this, I think it's quite special. And uh, yeah, it makes me kind of want to work like even harder to, to be all right. Yeah. And you've been watching things carefully at the Sandown 500. You'll be stepping into this new Gen 3 car. Now your Porsche colleague, Kevin Estray, he's adapted pretty well, so you probably give yourself a good chance of, of slotting straight in again. Yeah, definitely. It looks like, you know, he picked it up quite quickly. And, uh, uh, you know, from what I've heard, it uh, sounds a lot like driving, you know, a GT car on a, on a, on a Pirelli tyre. So, uh, um, so, yeah, I think those things that were, I learned from there as well, I think are going to come in effect. Now, Bathurst, I think, is going to be a little bit different because it's definitely uh, more flowy and all that. So I think it's going to be interesting to go there. But I think from our point of view, you know, everyone is gonna go the first time there to Bathurst and with this new car and uh, I think that's uh, that's great for us to kind of jump in as well right now and just briefly how did this opportunity to do the wild card with DJR come up because as I suspected you were talking to a few people at Darwin during that visit so what clinched this deal uh, well to be honest in Darwin I was really just kind of there and uh, uh, just a few weeks later you know I got the call from uh, from Ben uh, if I was interested in doing it and uh, for sure you know I'm always interested in uh, in doing Bathurst and uh, definitely with with this team calling me you know I think it just uh, all the stars kind of align so it's an exciting opportunity for me as well to to be in this car and to to go to Mount Panorama in this car so uh, yeah I'm kind of really pumped to, to get get this thing going for sure. And of course if you make a big impression we could see see you back here full time one day. Yeah I don't know you know I think right now the focus is really Bathurst and uh, you know hopefully I leave a good enough impression that uh, I definitely maybe get back you know at least for the endurance round and uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Briefly in other supercars news it's now looking like next year's calendar will stay at 12 events. In comes New Zealand at Topor on the pre-Anzac weekend of April 2021. Out goes the bend. Well, that's what we're hearing. And we're also hearing supercars will be back at the Formula One Australian Grand Prix, but in a much reduced form. Aviates will lose their pit lane to Formula Two camped out back somewhere in tents. It's understood there'll be no pit stops in the supercar support races at the AGP with just one tyre compound, probably the super soft Dunlops mandated for the AGP weekend. Now, it will be a major climb down for supercars, but category owner race and most teams want to stay on the big Formula One stage at Albert Park. An interested viewer of the Sandown 500 was supercars turned IndyCar star Scott McLaughlin. Scotty maintains a keen interest in supercars, although he doesn't like a lot of what he sees. He's issued a warning to supercars about why our top drivers are looking to NASCAR. Yeah, well, I think that's, but that's also up to the sport and that's up to the teams um, and all that to 
also help you know compensate the drivers or you know listen to them and 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 um yeah i know yeah you know, i've read a lot of the articles and and whatever about you know how you know penalties or stuff that's still happening that was happening five or six years ago you know people getting sick and tired of it i mean it's that i think that's the only reason why you know people are sort of looking elsewhere is because the, the racing looks like it's you know not as um as you know as, as what they've said it sounds like it's not as enjoyable as it was um and we know how good that product is down under and that's why our drivers are so good but there's also another reason is like the will browns you know the bryce forwards the you know kai allen's who's a young kid coming up like now it's up to them to you know take over the mantle of shane or whatever and i mean we've got to look at Chaz as well from a perspective of a veteran now you know to you know, to promote the sport, not only internationally, but internally to make sure that supercars is not, you know, is, is continues to go from strength to strength. Now, you'd think McLaughlin, as a three-time supercar champion, would be a walk-up start to do some NASCAR Cup Series road or street court races. Well, according to McLaughlin, he has no burning desire to follow his former up-driver, Shane Van Gisbergen, into NASCAR. It's one of those things, folks. You know, you sort of, um, I'm happy with what I'm doing. And I think, you know, that I think you've got to thank Justin Marks and, um, for giving supercar drivers the opportunity, especially Shane, to come over and do what he did. And then there was the perfect storm for Shane to do what he did at, at Chicago um, on a street course. And... It was raining and whatnot, and what he did was amazing. And I, I had so much fun watching that. Um, for me, you know, there's they know that I, I'd love to try one. I'd love to drive one. Whether I want to drive it like full time or over, I don't think so. I, I'm very happy with what I'm doing full time and um, in NASCAR. For me, it's uh, I'd love the opportunity to drive anything. Um, but yeah, certainly. There's, there may be an opportunity in the future. I'm not sure, but I'm not hanging my hat on that. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm very happy with what I'm doing here. I think regardless if Shane comes over, which he is coming over next year, you know, Brody in the near future, Cam, you know, he's been talking about it. Like it's, it's hard and it's going to take some time, especially in, in the NASCAR series. And, um, you know, I, I yeah, going to be watching it with a keen interest, but, like I said, I'm I'm very happy with where I'm at right now and don't really have any sort of like really want to like change too much of where I'm going. Team Penske star McLaughlin, who finished third in the IndyCar series, is also ambivalent about coming back as a super enduro co-driver. Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing with Bathurst, it's... um. I think if I hadn't have won that race, folks, like the want to do it and to do it right with the team um, would be a lot higher than, than it is for me right now. I I just, right now, I'm, I, I feel like I've still got so much fish to fry here overseas that, you know, I feel that's for me on my radar as much as that's one of my fo- most favorite races in the world and it means so much. It's like, that that I've done that, you know, and I want to, I want to, you know, find the best. That's why I'm trying to do petite right now, which is, a, you know, it's an awkward time to do that. Um, you know, here in 
because you know it's right around the Bathurst season. So and then obviously you know with supercars bringing back the five hundred and and whatever that that that's very close to my end of my season or or whatnot. Um, well, obviously I'm I'm free to be able to do it this weekend, but it's it's just a it's a rushed time of my life with the banquet with things going on with sponsor appearances um but yeah look i like i said i think i would be more um aggressive with wanting to try and do it if i hadn't won that race um so that's probably you know sort of where it's at my my level of want that's all just a taste of what scotty has to say about his future in america and beyond i had a long chat with scotty and you'll hear the full interview in the Speed Cafe podcast on Thursday. It'll be worth listening to because he doesn't hold back on his opinions or aspirations. And there's also a surprise revelation from him about which supercars team offered him a plum ride in this year's Enduros. Scott McLaughlin opens up on the Speed Cafe podcast on Thursday. Back soon. Speedcafe.com, your number one source for all the latest motorsport news and features. Breaking news, live event updates, unprecedented global motorsport coverage, performance motoring news and reviews, all in the palm of your hand, anywhere, anytime. Speedcafe.com, first, fast and free. You're listening to the Speed Cafe Newscast. The Sandown 500 and the Formula One Singapore Grand Prix were the big events of the weekend. With her roundup of all the action, here's Jackie. The Sandown 500 returned to the supercars calendar for the first time in four years with a race full of drama. David Reynolds and Garth Tander's day came to an early end after their car lost a wheel, sending Tander into the fence. The loose wheel damaged the wing on Cam Waters and James Moffat's Mustang, but it was Brock Feeney and Jamie Wincup who led a Chevrolet lockout of the podium. Championship leader Brody Kostecki was second with co-driver David Russell. Shane Van Gisbergen and Richie Stanaway rounded out the podium in third after starting 19th. Super 2 led the supports at Sandown with Ryan Wood and Cooper Murray sharing the wins. Dylan O'Keefe took two wins out of three in the Porsche Carrera Cup Australia Championship, while title leader Callum Hedge took the 30-lap mini enduro event. In the Toyota 86 series, Campbell Logan took the round with two victories. Clay Richards took pole and the opening race before suffering a puncture in race two. Aaron Borg scored two wins in the V8 Super Ute series as Ryle Harris and Adam Marjoram shared the remaining victories. In Singapore, Max Verstappen's string of Formula One wins has ended with Ferrari's Carlos Sainz winning the Grand Prix. He was followed by Lando Norris and Lewis Hamilton. Australia's Oscar Piastri collected some hard-earned points finishing seventh. New Zealand's Liam Lawson delivered AlphaTauri their best result of the season, finishing ninth after George Russell crashed out in front of him in the final lap. The NASCAR Cup Series raced at Bristol where Denny Hamlin took the win ahead of Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell.
well. Previous Cup Series champions Joey Logano and Kevin Harvick were knocked out of the playoffs. Australian Molly Taylor scored third and sixth at the latest round of the Extreme E in Sardinia with partner Kevin Hansen. The pair now sit third in the points. In Mexico, at the Baja 400, where Toby Price and Paul Wheel of Team Australia were forced to retire early after suffering a front differential failure 120 miles into the race. Price had earlier qualified in pole position eight seconds ahead of the nearest competitor, but it wasn't to be with Bryce Menzies claiming the win in his Ford Ranger. This is Jackie Shivey for Speed Cafe. Thanks, Jackie. Well, that's it for now. Back next week with the latest breaking news. In the meantime, for all the latest in motorsport around the world as it happens, go to speedcafe.com. And to hear the full interview with Scott McLaughlin, come back on Thursday for the Speed Cafe podcast. It really is must-listen stuff. So, join me then, and you won't regret it. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to a Speed Cafe Pod Hub production. 